this episode of Fantasy Baseball Picks and Bets presented by Prize Picks on the Mayo Media Network. I am Gary and Thorne, and we are breaking down everything you need to know for Tuesday, August 24th, and the 14-game featured slate that gets going just past 7 p.m. Eastern Time over on DraftKings. Before we get into that, before we get into the best bets and the prize picks, I did want to let you guys know, if you haven't already heard We will be wrapping up our daily baseball coverage on Mayo Media Network at the end of August. So, Tuesday, August 31st, will be the last slate we cover in this specific capacity. Football content is going to be ramping up over at Mayo Media Net. It's all good stuff. Believe me, you'll enjoy what's on the horizon at the network. And also, you can still follow me at Gary and Thorne. You can check out my written work over at DK Live and DraftKings Nation. And, you know, for the other analysts, the great analysts we have doing these videos, FTN, top class, MLB, DFS content. Obviously, you don't need me to tell you that. So, he'll still be covered if you want to ride out the rest of the season, do a little MLB, DFS. But just wanted to make sure that didn't come as a surprise. So, know that. Also know... I mean, you should definitely know at this point, but if you head on over to prizepicks.com and use the promo code MMNMLB, you can have your first deposit matched up to $100. It would be kind of insane if you're watching this and you haven't done that yet, but just wanted to let you know one more time that you can use that promo code and get that bonus. So do that, and then if you so choose, tail me on these two picks on Tuesday's slate. Let's start with Cattell Marte of the Arizona Diamondbacks going up against JT Brubaker. I'm going to let you guys know right now, clear warning off the top, we are going to be discussing the Arizona Diamondbacks probably more than we ever have on a video these past five months. Marte in particular is their best player. There is no ifs, ands, or buts about that statement. It's really just a matter of, is he healthy? Because when Cattell Marte has been healthy so far in 2021, he has been raking at the plate. He's got a 151 WRC plus in his first 227 plate appearances of 2021. He's healthy right now, and he gets a great matchup in JT Brubaker, who has been struggling to say the least. Since the beginning of July, Brubaker has made eight starts. In those eight starts, he has pitched to an 8.84 ERA and has surrendered 3.5 home runs per nine to opposing batters. That is absolutely terrible. Marte is great. I think he goes over seven fantasy points in this matchup. Would it be preferable if the game was in Arizona and not at the spacious PNC Park? Sure. But at this point, there's way too many check marks for me to ignore Marte in this plus matchup. So over seven fantasy points for Marte. I also think Wander Franco goes over seven fantasy points on Tuesday. His matchup is definitely tougher. Uh, Say what you will about Ranger Suarez at this point and how some of the advanced metrics say he is definitely not this good of a pitcher, but he's been fantastic and he's somehow worked his way from the bullpen to being a pretty good starter for the Philadelphia Phillies. However, he is left-handed. And that's what's so crucial to note about this particular matchup. Franco has had so much success at the major league level 
as a right-handed batter. He actually has a 174 WRC plus against left-handed pitching so far in his very brief MLB career. He is also heating up. I'm not sure if you've been following Franco like you might have his first couple games. I know he tapered off a little bit for a while there, but he is red hot right now. Going back to August 6th, he's got a 162 WRC+. plus. He has also walked as many times as he has struck out in that span of time, and there haven't been many strikeouts. Just a 7.4% strikeout rate in that three-week stretch. So Franco on fire, going up against a lefty. His preferred split at the major league level so far, I think he goes over seven fantasy points on Tuesday. Okay, let's talk about this 14-game featured slate. Again, a lot of Arizona. We'll get to that in just one second. But let's start with a bit of a variance play because as strange as this sounds, I do think a lot of people are going to want to use the Diamondbacks on Tuesday. So let's talk about Tyler Molly. Really interesting guy. And I think there's a lot of reasons why people are not going to want to use Molly on this slate. First and foremost, Milwaukee's pretty good. And Milwaukee has not just been hitting well the past couple of months. They have not been striking out. To wit, in August, no National League team has a lower strikeout rate than the Brewers. Molly was also absolutely terrible on a chalk night his last time out giving up five earned runs to the lowly Chicago Cubs. So he's burned people in the past. Milwaukee's a tough matchup and low win expectancy going up against Corbin Burns, who is the only pitcher more expensive than him on this particular slate. So again, I don't think anyone's going to want to use this guy. And there's reasons for that. But when you're talking about someone who's been as dominant pitching away from Great American Ballpark as Malley has so far this season, 1.86 ERA on the road, 28.1% strikeout rate, just .37 home runs per nine. Big issue for him has been home runs at Great American Ballpark. I know, what a surprise. Also a 2.69 FIP on the road so far this season. So do I think he has the best matchup on this slate? No. Do I think he's in the best possible circumstances he could be in? No. Is his price point good? Not really. He's $9,900. But again, that all works against him to the point where so many people are going to avoid this guy. And he has a really high upside. He's one of the better strikeout pitchers on this slate. So again, not a cash game play, but in a GPP, if you want some variance and still a lot of upside with your SP1, I think you could do worse than Cincinnati's righty. So you could go with that or you go with Jack Flaherty. Another reason that Mally's ownership is probably going to be pretty low on Tuesday. Flaherty's just in a really nice spot, and he's looked really good. He's basically passed every single test that you would want to see from a guy coming off of a lengthy IL stint. So Flaherty is $9,600. He's had two starts since coming off the injured list. 12 innings pitched, just two earned runs, a 2.88 xFIP in that two-start span, and a 31% strikeout rate, which really starts to get your attention when someone's up above 30%. And the nice thing is Flaherty hit 92 pitches his last outing, so it really doesn't seem like he's got any limitations heading into his third start since that massive injury. Also working in Flaherty's favor, the Detroit Tigers, who, yes, the Tigers were actually a above-average offense in June and July, 
it's really tapered off so far in August. They have a 26.6% strikeout rate in the month. That is the highest mark of any American League team. It's actually the second highest mark in baseball, trailing only the AAA Cubs. They are also posting just an 83 WRC plus so far in August. So again, really bad offensive production from the Tigers the past couple of weeks. They've been striking out a ton. Flaherty's looked great. High win expectancy in this game, pitching in St. Louis against a struggling Casey Mize. I think Flaherty's going to have a really, really nice day for DFS. I think he's going to be popular, but I'm willing to eat some of that chalk because he's in such a nice spot at $9,600. The other pitcher I wanted to focus on for this video, Madison Bumgarner. Yeah, we are talking about those Arizona Diamondbacks. I mean, speaking of guys who have come off the IL and have pitched exceedingly well, Madison Bumgarner has a 1.93 ERA since coming off the IL on July 16th. Seven starts. We're getting to a point where the sample size, I don't want to say it's big, but it's a reasonable sample size to start drawing some conclusions. And right now the conclusion is Madison Bumgarner is pitching really, really well, holding opponents to a 259 WOBA in that span of time. The strikeout rate is below 20%. That's not necessarily what you want to see. However, he's not walking anyone, which always helps. And he's only $7,100. He's going up against the Pittsburgh Pirates, who have a 58 WRC plus coming into play on Monday. That was easily the lowest mark in baseball for the month of August. And the other thing I wanted to talk about with Bumgarner, because this has been such a central point to analyzing this guy the past three or four seasons, we have to talk about his velocity. Because 2020 in particular, the velocity fell off a cliff. Now, it seemed like we could chalk some of that up to a truncated spring training or summer camp, I think it was called. I don't know. I've really tried to put most of the 2020 season behind me. And so has Madison Bumgarner, who came out and said, I wasn't properly prepared. That was affecting my play. And it really does seem like he was telling the truth from the velocity numbers we've seen so far in 2021. For instance, his most important pitch, that cutter that we've all come to know and love from Madison Bumgarner, average velocity of the cutter in 2020, 83.5 miles per hour. Gross. Average velocity for the cutter so far in 2021, 86.2 miles per hour. Now, that's not 2014 World Series MVP level Madison Bumgarner, but it's a whole lot better than it was last season. And it really gives a tangible reason, some tangible evidence as to why he's been pitching to a sub-2 ERA since coming off the IL and getting over that shoulder issue. So I kind of trust Madison Bumgarner, and at $7,100, you're going to be hard-pressed to find a pitcher under that price point who you trust as much and who has as much upside and track record as Mad Mad Bum is bringing to the table on Tuesday. Let's stick with Diamondbacks talk here. They're the best stack, obviously, on this slate. JT Brubaker, as I mentioned in the prize pick section, has been atrocious in 2021, specifically his last eight starts, where his ERA is hovering around nine. Specifically, it's been left-handed batters that have given him the most problems. He's faced 95 left-handed hitters in that eight-start span. Those lefties have combined to a 457 WOBA, and they've averaged five home runs per nine. 11 home runs surrendered to the last 95 left-handed batters 
that he has faced. If there's one thing Arizona can do, aside from lose on the road, and we'll get to that in a second, it is throw left-handed bats at an opposing pitcher. They have left-handed volume to spare. Now, a big reason for that is obviously that Marte and Esdrubal Cabrera are switch hitters, but they've also got Rojas. They've got Pavin Smith. They've got Dalton Varsho. They've got David Peralta. And all of these guys are really, really affordable on Tuesday's slate. Now, if you want to use Carson Kelly, go ahead. Use Carson Kelly. He's been pretty good. He's been pretty hot. He's better against left-handed pitching than he is against right-handed pitching, but still, he'll be hitting in the top four spot in a li- in the lineup on Tuesday. But Varsho in particular, $3,600, has catcher eligibility, which is massive, because you could also play him as an outfielder if you so choose. He's actually playing a lot more outfield. But... Heading into Monday, since the All-Star break, Dalton Varsho, 1.168 OPS in 91 plate appearances, and then he hit a home run on Monday, his third straight game with a home run. You'd be hard-pressed to find a hotter hitter right now than Dalton Varsho. Weird sentence, I realize that, but it's the truth. So, a lot of left-handed bats, a lot of decent left-handed bats, surprisingly decent left-handed bats, in this lineup. So, again, Peralta at 3-1, super affordable. Marte even at 4-7. That's not that expensive for someone who has the 12th best WRC plus of any player with at least 200 plate appearances so far this season. So, stack the Diamondbacks. They're super affordable. They're going to score some runs against JT Brubaker. And that brings us to the DraftKings Sportsbook and our best bets for Tuesday. I'm going to take Arizona on the money line. If I like their offense to score a bunch of runs, if I like Madison Bumgarner to hold down the Pirates, you have to think I like them to win this game. And they're only minus 120 on the money line. The reason for that is pretty obvious. Arizona has just 15 road wins so far this season. At least that was the case coming into Monday. That's not great. They lose a lot on the road. They're 15 and 47. However, they are also 4-1 and one in their last five games as a favorite. So they've actually come through in some spots where they're supposed to win in recent days. The pitching matchup is incredibly lopsided. I trust this offense to score some runs off of Brubaker. Why not go for the trifecta here? We're going to do prize picks, DraftKings, and the DraftKings Sportsbook, all in the Diamondbacks. How could it possibly go wrong? Moneyline, minus 120. The other bet that I like on Tuesday... Little bit more interesting. White Sox, Blue Jays. I like the under eight and a half runs in this game. One of the reasons I like it, it's plus money. It's plus 105. It's obviously a bit of a tough situation to back the under when you've got two teams as offensively inclined as the White Sox and the Blue Jays. However, these two teams have now played four games so far in 2021, and none of those four games have they combined for more than eight runs. They've been relatively low scoring. The Blue Jays in particular have not been scoring runs recently. Ever since George Springer went down, they've had a lot of trouble generating offense. Uh, They've scored nine runs total their past four games. And actually, they've only had four of their last 15 home games go over the number. So unders have been hitting at a much higher clip with the Blue Jays, especially at home so far this season. You've also got Jose Barrios on the mound for the Jays. Now, Barrios, his last two starts have not been perfect, but the thing to know about Jose Barrios, much better, insanely better against right-handed batters than he is against left-handed batters. 227 opposing WOBA 
to right-handed batters so far this season. That's the key to shutting down the White Sox, is shutting down their right-handed bats. That's where all the power is. Abreu, Robert, etc. All of the guys you fear in this lineup, aside from Yoan Moncada, who doesn't have a ton of power so far this season, are right-handed. So I think the White Sox are a really good matchup, or as good a matchup as you could be as the White Sox for Jose Barrios. I also just think Dylan Cease is a pretty good pitcher in his own right. So I think this game stays pretty low scoring, and I think the under hits at plus money. So under eight and a half runs for Jays, White Sox, Diamondbacks money line, and that's going to do it for this episode of Fantasy Baseball Picks and Bets presented by Prize Picks on the Mayo Media Network. I am Gary and Thorne, and I will catch you guys tomorrow.